Hey guys, before we start today's episode, I just wanted to say thank you for listening over the past year. We have done 52 episodes in the year and this is dropping tonight. I was initially going to drop it tomorrow, which is Saturday. We're dropping it tonight to make sure that it's up on Apple and Spotify before the year is out, before the date um, kicks in. And today I'm joined by two of my good close mates from Scotland, Chris and Scott, where we're going to talk about what's happened in the past year worldwide, what's the big news stories that have been happening around the world, what can we remember, and we take it a little bit more professional at the end to discuss the the future of the fitness industry moving forward from here. There's also a big uh, question answered right at the end, which um, you'll have to listen out for. Awesome episode, guys. Really excited for you to dig into this one. And we have some amazing guests on. I've already got the first potentially eight episodes of season two planned, and I can't wait to catch you guys on there. But for now, kick back, enjoy the anniversary episode. Let me know what you think. Uh, this was a big thing of mine to get this done before the end of the year, and we pushed through. So like any goal, guys, if you want it big enough, it will happen. Enjoy the show. I will see you on season two, which kicks off next week. Thank you, guys. Live from Perth, Australia, and broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show with your host, Oren McCory. The O Show is a no-nonsense podcast bringing you the best advice on training, mindset, and nutrition to supercharge your efforts in the gym, the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, guys. Welcome to the anniversary episode of The O Show. We have hit it. We have done our 52 episodes in the year. This will go live tomorrow on the 24th of April, which is officially a year since we started. It was a bit touch and go as to whether I was actually going to make it here. We had a last-minute cancellation during the week, but we had a perfect little stand-in, and we got here, which is good. So I set this goal about three weeks ago. as I am probably about 10 episodes off. Who can I get on? How can I do this? And we've made it happen. So uh, I'm excited for this. And we've already got some good guests lined up for season two. But for today, we have on my good friends, Chris Irvin from NitroFit and Scott Simpson from Scott Simpson Personal Training, both based in Scotland. So get used, get ready for the accents. Boys, how are we? We good? Yeah, mate. Not bad. Yourself? Yeah, all good. Not all bad, good. Okay. So yeah, all good, thinking, mate. let's have a little chat about how your weeks have been. Um, Let's start with you, Scott. How's the past seven days been for you? What have you been up to? And what's the next seven days ahead going to be like for you? Uh, yeah, mate, it's just, so gyms are opening up here uh, on Monday. We were obviously talking about before this, and I know uh, you guys have been more probably out of a sort of lockdown than, than in it, and we've been in it much more than we've been out of it. So uh, the gym's open is a big deal for us uh, at the moment, for sure. So on Monday, gym's open up. So I've been quite busy just kind of um, getting everything set up for that. Uh, a lot of programming getting done, a lot of time spent in front of the laptop. Um, but we're getting there with that as well. So looking forward to it. Um, and the next seven days will just be, yeah, just kind of getting back into the gym and probably a little bit of a routine adjustment for sure. But uh, it's all good. It's it's you, You're almost a bit reluctant to be like, yeah, it's starting to look up here because you don't know what's going to happen. But 
um, yeah, just being busy, but looking forward to things opening up a little bit more for sure. Yeah, nice. What about you, Chris? How's uh, the past seven days been and what's the next seven days looking like for you and NitroFit? Oh, mate, it's been busy as fuck just because Scott's saying their gyms are going back. So we've been getting all the ladies who are kind of outside the new gym ladies, getting them all ready to get back inside and then bringing new ladies in now because we didn't bring any ladies in for the gym as such when it was outdoors because I thought, well, we're not really selling an outdoor membership. It's just the current ladies who were already part of the gym before have been training outside. So just a bit of sales and marketing, to be honest, mate, in terms of filling the gym back up now. Um, for the, the Some people did leave during COVID because they just didn't want to train and stuff like that. So just getting the gym filled back up. So that's my week, mate, and dealing with the coaches all week. Some of um, the guys who work, work at Nightfit, I do a lot of one-to-one calls room. So my week's kind of filled doing that. It's busy, yeah. busy, mate. It's, and I've got obviously a, a baby at 15 weeks. So I'm pretty much like working six to two and then home for the baby the rest of the night, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Week just flies in. That's a good little balance then if you're, if you're getting that right. Just work hard and then play hard for the rest of the day. That's what I mean, I say play hard. I go home and she just falls asleep anyway and I'm just sitting there thinking <laughs> to myself, what the fuck, man? I'm just sitting here being <laughs> fuck all new. <laughs> Unfulfilled. Yeah. I mean? She's just sleeping. I'm like, all right, cool. Back yeah, to see yeah. you and you fall asleep. That's whenever you'll be on WhatsApp talking to me and, and Scott here then about catching up while the baby's sleeping on your own. Uh, that's it, mate. That's it. She's getting heavy, too heavy now, man. So I'm more as muscular as I used to be. So I'm starting to, she's going to build me up a bit. Just be holding her. Progressive <laughs> overload, right? If she's a kilo or two, it, she'll be three and four. And then five, before you know it, she's 15 kilos. Yeah. You're, you've grown back again, huh? <laughs> that's it, man. Yeah. Be a good week, mate. Good week. Nice, nice. What, what about mean? you, big guy? Yeah, everything's good. We just back in the gym after a back injury for two weeks. So just sort of easing back into that while. Doing a lot of work behind the scenes here, but I was just about to say we're kind of an opposite situation. You are getting ready over the weekend to gyms opening and get some of your life back. <laughs> we're just as we are recording this, it's two o'clock on Friday, and there's an announcement from the Premier R- RPM about um, the the state restrictions because we got a couple of cases. So um, I don't think it's been announced yet. I'll find out in a couple of minutes after. Uh, after we record this, but it's looking like probably a three-day lockdown. So we're getting ready to lock down while you're getting out of lockdown. I've got a which, question uh, for you. What's that? Are you prepared for this lockdown, mate? Because it can get really stressful in that. <laughs> I think three days, <laughs> I mean, I've got enough toilet roll and enough biscuits. I should be sorted, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, man. But guys, if you you're listening, this, this is going to be coming out on Saturday. So if you're listening to this and you're in Perth, please don't be that arsehole who's fucking going crazy just because there's a restriction from, from midnight. Um, if there is even a restriction, I'm not really sure yet, but it, it's three days. You'll get over it. These guys on the call here have been in lockdown for, you've probably been about eight weeks out of lockdown in the whole past year, right? Yeah, man, we were <laughs> yeah, we were sort of out like, I don't even know how long it was between between the lockdowns that the gyms were opening, that it wasn't, it wasn't like it was four, four months, months was Scott. It? Four months. Was it four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, four months. So yes, that's, that's hectic because that's like the the opposite to us. We can't really imagine that. And I've got everyone I posted up in my story just now. I was like, oh, the PA or the premiers going live in five minutes, and everyone's like, fuck, bro, see if we get locked down again. Like <laughs> it's three days, guys. <laughs> July, even if it is like. It's nothing it's, compared you know to what, it is, what the world is. You know what it is though? It's, it's all like, it's all perspective, eh? Because see if you're so used to being out of it, three days would be like, it's a, an inconvenience at least. 
you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you sort of like, because we've been in it for so long, you kind of adapt. You kind of set up a wee routine. You settle in. It's not ideal. There are like, there are challenges within it, but I think it's perspective. If you're quite used to being out and about three days, um, would seem like a pain in the ass, And it, it is a pain in the ass, you know? Yeah, yeah. And let's throw this out there because I don't think I've ever talked about this on a podcast. Vaccine. Yes or no? You know, boy's going to take it or what? Oh, fucking 100% yes, mate. Because just for one reason and one reason only, Scott's laughing because he knows it's to go on holiday, mate. In case any country tries to say you need a vaccine, I'm just going to get it, mate. I don't care if it's got fucking horse tranquilizer in it. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> the big man loves holidays, right? Fucking right, bro. I'm no missing it, man. Me and Scott are planning a trip, man, with Big Dave to a big Vegas trip. I don't know if Scott wants this day because he's not told his message yet, but Emma, if you're listening, <laughs> your man's got to Vegas. Like it or no. <laughs> don't you cut that out, oh. Don't you cut that out. Oh, no, this this is raw and unfiltered. Every episode goes straight up with the, the intro and outro just added to it. I mean, there's nothing getting cut out. <laughs> it's raw dog. <laughs> No, I'm the same. I'm the same. I- I'm going to try and get both at the same time. One in each shoulder. Boom. Done. Did you see the it's video where it's um the guy getting uh, his jabs and it's like, oh, that- come back in a few weeks. And he's like, what are you on about? I've got all five now. And it's like he's Thanos collecting the rings. And all of a sudden he's <laughs> smacking around the doctor around the room as if he's got all this power because he's got all five different vaccines. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Never get COVID again, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, because we're in a different scenario over here, right? It's not a major rush. It's been kind of delayed over here a bit as well because of the whole blood clot thing with the AstraZeneca. Uh, I think now they're saying under 50 have to get Pfizer or it's going to be prioritized for Pfizer and over 50s get the AstraZeneca. So it's been delayed a good bit, but we're not really suffering here. We're not in lockdown. So it kind of hasn't really crossed my mind. But yeah, if it came to it where I couldn't travel, of course, I've got family back home and everything, and I want to fucking actually go on holidays to Bali and America and different places. So if it came down to it where you had to get it to travel, I'll fucking, I'll get it. Like you said, double up, one on each shoulder, Scott. Absolutely. <laughs> double Because that is the chat, eh? I don't, know, I don't know if it's the chat over there, but over here there's been talk of, like, vaccine passports and uh, like stuff like that like you have some sort of traffic light system to travel over here where like you can go to a place that's like a green light country and it depends on their situation as well but i think a vaccine passport cuts through a lot of it i don't know i don't know but i just know that um there was a lot of chat around that and if it is the case that you know that will restrict you in any ways i think yeah i would i mean i'd probably get it anyway it, I, i'm i'm assuming the kind of you've got to put your trust in the people who know what they're talking about but so yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, lads, we talked a bit about lockdown and COVID. Let's put that chapter past us because I'm sure we've talked enough about it in the past year. Let's talk about all the mad shit that's actually happened in the past year. Like, at one stage, it was nearly as if the aliens were going to be the next thing to come down because of all the fucking mad shit that was going on in the world. And I don't know, maybe Mac- Michael Jackson died last year. Or was that like a good few years ago? I don't really, I can't remember. It seems like there's been so much mad shit. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Is that not like 10 years ago? (laughs) It's all blending into one though, right? All the bad shit from years is all coming back to me now. Jackson, I was like fucking seven or something that guy died. (laughs) So let's talk talk about one of the the things early last year, right? Kobe Bryant and the helicopter. That's something that people probably forgot about, right? Like one of the greatest sports stars ever just wiped off the map in a fucking mad, 
mad thing. And that, that was like the start of it. We had the bushfires and Kobe died. And everyone's like, fuck, this year is going shit. I think that was February last year. And then all of a sudden COVID came in March and just said, nah, that was nothing. We do see what's coming now. I know dudes prepared for that one, mate. Fucking, it's weird when that happens because that's like a new, a new reader, like Michael Jackson dying. Do you know what I mean? I, I've yeah. not really watched basketball since back in the day. Yeah, yeah Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, sorry. He's kind of laughing because he's thinking, who the fuck's Michael Jackson playing um, <laughs> basketball? Like, he was, he's the more, he's the modern day Michael Jordan, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he was. Do you know what I mean? He's the superstar of the, the next generation of basketball players. So, when something like that happens, mate, it's like obviously the world fucking know about it. Do you know what I mean? And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, just shows you, man. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a helicopter these days, mate. Just yeah. me. Just there's too many of these stupid things happen. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, fuck that. Yeah. Have you not been in a helicopter before? I thought you've done. Do you know going to Grand Canyon? Aye. Aye. I've done it, mate, Aye. but I know anywhere, mate. It's too many of these things now, mate. Is that why you get older, you freak out a wee bit, man? I think. Yeah. What do you mean, many? It was just Kobe, wasn't it? Has there been like a spate of them? I don't know. I don't really remember that. Um, Remember that rally driver, David, is it David, uh, not a Formula One driver or something? Or no, Ross, what's that, remember Colin McRae? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rally driver, he died in a helicopter as well. Right, okay. Oh. I remember Aye. all these situations, mate. Helicopters are out. <laughs> I'll have to look up the odds of actually dying in a helicopter crash and seeing, seeing whether I'm, odds, I'm on the same team as you here or if I'm not. <laughs> Fuck the odds, it doesn't matter, mate. Do you know, do you know why? Because it just takes that one single time mate that just malfunctions and it goes tits up and you're dying mate and that's it that's true right that's true no yeah. having it mate right. so fuck that Scott if we go to Vegas mate it's going to be the nine hour bus journey to the, the Grand Canyon <laughs> <laughs> none of that fucking helicopter shit mate I think see the thing with helicopters because I don't I don't think they're like I mean I've not got the statistics right but they're probably not any less safe than most things right if like statistically speaking but See if you've ever been in a helicopter, it feels less safe. Like, do you know what I mean? You feel uh, like it's a bit shakier. You feel every little gust of wind. You know, if you're in a plane, you you, you get a bit of turbulence every now and then, right? But like in a helicopter, you feel everything. Do you know what I mean? Just a wee guy uh, in it. Like, see when I was going to the Grand Canyon as well, I don't even know where the, where the engine is in a helicopter. Like, <laughs> it was just like glass front and you could, so you could see everything. I was like, where's the engine on this thing? Where the fuck powered this? The fuck out, mate. If you can kill Kobe Bryant, mate, you can kill anybody. <laughs> so, so far, we, we're going in and out of lockdown and we're avoiding helicopters. So, <laughs> what else is the year throwing at us? What else? Go on, Scott, let's hit us with one. What What do you, What stands out for the year for you? What about the Royal uh, Family stuff, Scott? The Royal Family split up? That was big here. Yeah, that was that was quite big news. There was the Harry and Meghan left the royal family. I, I don't really know the details. I saw a lot of memes from the interview that he did with uh, Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> and that was like that was one of the first times I heard of it, to be honest. But um, I know that was quite that was quite big news here. They they separated, went away to America, and that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't really have an opinion on that though, Chris. What's your thoughts? No, I mean, I'm the same. I just, I've I've never really took a massive interest in the royal family, but I still, when it comes on the news, mate, I'll probably have a wee peek at it. So I watched the interview with that Oprah just because they kept, you know, the media start building things up and you think to yourself, I'm going to have a wee nosy at that now because I've watched enough wee clips it that I knew drawn in that the clickbait's broke me in. And um, mm. some of the stuff is just stupid though, man. Like, I don't know if any of you watched the interview with that Oprah, but you could tell it was a lot of shite, mate. Do you know what I mean? They just basically, think about it this way, the royal family is like a, it's an institution. So you're literally like, you're almost performing every day. Your life's a performance. 
you need to go to the public and perform. You need to always be seen to doing this. You've got security all the time, stuff people are really happy. I wouldn't want that either, man. I wouldn't yeah. want part yeah. of that. <clears throat> Imagine people following you a bit all the time, like non-stop, 24-7, invading your privacy. I'd be like, get the fuck. Yeah, that's true, right? And then when you're married into something like that, she was obviously like a celebrity and she was used to a little bit of celebrity life. But it's different when you're fucking part of like the monarchy, right? I mean, it's fucked that. It's not for me, mate. I was just, um, I'm just nosy with that stuff. I just think, apparently they bring a lot of money to the, the, the British public for tourism and stuff like that, but I'm like, why are they still here? It's 2021. We don't need a fucking queen. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, get them, I'll be the king, man. Get them out of fuck. <laughs> is the royal family quite big in Australia, Oren? Is it like a thing? Um, well, it's a thing. Obviously, it, it they exist, so it, you know people know about it. But like, obviously, there's a lot of you know Scottish, Irish, English all over here. Um, like, it's a big like immigrant community in that sense from the UK and Ireland. So people will have their opinions either way. And I think some people like back home. Some people just don't give a fuck, and some people are like royalists as such as they call them where they're like big time into it and all that madness you know but i don't know like i think over here because it's like because of the the history with the british empire or whatever or the commonwealth and all that it's it's maybe more of a thing where people are intrigued by it but i don't know i'm like you guys that personally like don't really really care about it but it's like it did make big news right and i i didn't sit and watch the interview but it it, there was enough memes about it that it's, it's big news. So that's yeah, that is news think, these days. Memes uh, is news. <laughs> I think I'd hate it as well. Like I would take because I think I don't know how I would feel about because that's super fame. Like imagine you were the queen. Like you can't go anywhere. There's nowhere like nah. in the world. But like um, it's not even cool fame. Do you know like rock and roll fame where you could just do what you want and it's like people will laugh about it. Like it's I don't know. It's just it's a it's all about like manners and protocol and all yeah. that. It's, I would, I would hate it as well. I would, uh, I'd break away and settle down in Los Angeles. That sounds well better to me. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, uh, man. Yeah, it's it's something that obviously we'll never get the experience either way, either celebrity fame or that fame. But it's fucking, I don't know. It's it's something that you can see see the arguments either way, right? Whether all these comments were made about the baby and all this, like you can sort of understand that that might happen because of how like old-fashioned it is and all that shit as well right well see to be honest though mate see, see if i was like ginger right see i was ginger right my missus is black hair the first thing you'd probably say do you think this baby's going to be ginger you would say that wouldn't you yeah no if i had a mixed race partner i'm definitely going to say that to you i'm going to say drink think she's going to be like your color or mine yeah i would yeah. ask that question i would just I would, it's not that i want it's not that i care it's like, if you've had kids, you all say, I wonder if they're going to look like you or me. I wonder yeah, if she's yeah. going to look like you or me. It's the same thing, mate. If, yeah. you're, if you're white and ginger like he is, and she's mixed race, the question's fucking legit, mate. I wonder if she's going to look mis- mixed race or look like me, a ginger white guy from fucking England. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's a legit I don't think that's... That's the way the world is now, mate. The world's mental. So that's a pure, seen as a terrible question. When in reality, that's a conversation between two normal people that yeah. happens all the time. Yep. You and Esther must have said, oh, I wonder if he's going to look at you or look at like me. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Same thing, mate. But then the media get hold of it and then it's, oh my God, they were asking out the skin colour of the baby. But in reality, that's a, that's a normal question. I'd be asking the same thing. That's you can't even deny it. Interesting way to think about it because, like, yeah, everyone was like, oh, what? They, they were scared of having a black baby. But it's something that maybe they're not scared about it, but maybe they're just 
talking like oh who do you think it looks more it'll look more like you know that's it. it's just a, it's any sort of private conversation right so we've all had private conversations amongst each other honestly imagine that got released something mate the context would be taking weight of context yeah. we'd all look like mad criminals yeah. in some way imagine the bath street stories get leaked the chats we used to have in there <laughs> Even some stories from they get all, leaked, on mate. the stag dudes that we've been on together, right? That, that, that exactly. would ruin us. So, <laughs> one wee single line that we said amongst each other would could get released into the public if we were famous would just look so terrible. But it's yeah. just a bit of banter between guys. Do you know what I mean? So that's where it becomes a wee bit of faith. It's the same with the Ant Middleton stuff. Is, is that SAS stuff going on there in New Orleans? Did you watch that? Yeah, SAS Australia. I seen him on the news over here when I was in work the other day and he was doing an interview. He's still doing the SAS Australia here, but he's not doing the UK one, right? Like, he get fired, he get fired off for some of the comments. Again, it's that whole, is it the PC patrol or something you call it? Because they said something about COVID and then he said something about something else. I can't even remember what it was now. And they were basically saying, he's like, yeah, well, your Channel 4 was saying your statements are too, like opinionated now because obviously he's a special forces soldier so the banter in the military is just like that but if people get hold of it behind the scenes and again it gets released into the public then him, him and his mates the three guys that were in the SAS also have a bit of banter and obviously the film crew are always there and then it gets words gets to them and then they start releasing it to the public and then it's, it looks terrible but again it's just three guys having a bit of banter do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it gets released so he get let after Channel 4 because they were saying news that that's been released. He looks te- he looks like a bad guy almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, he's still he's still getting publicity over here for doing that. Like I think it was the week or two after that he got sacked. I seen it on the news on my phone, and then it was like he's over here doing it and still committed to the thing. He's got his contracts here, so they must be less politically correct over here in Australia than what they expect in in, uh, in the UK. Oh, well, it's just a generation of British criminals, mate. Earlier we used to. <laughs> that's going to get you some hate about, right? <laughs> a hundred years ago man we used to send the bad boys earlier it's going to be good be earlier than if it was a hundred years ago I definitely mate a hundred percent I was just actually thinking when you were talking there like see if, see if there was like see if you were famous I, I'd imagine a lot of your career would be in front of press conferences just saying that's not what I meant you know that's not what, what I mean, mean. <laughs> I'd be like guys it's been taken out of context but I was really saying this <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> Some of the shit I say. Mings is out there. My, most of my shit's out there anyway, man, on record now, on podcasts. I think, I, fucking... think, uh, I think that would be a class reality TV programme, though. Like, uh, uh, like, staff room in a gym. I think oh, mate, be, 100%. Do you know? 100%. Back in the, the Bath Street one would have been quality, man. Three years of that recorded and then just edited the right way with the best parts would have been phenomenal. Aye. Or, or just cameras set up everywhere so that, like, and then mics so that wherever you go, it's just recorded and people watch the live stream. Yeah, even some of the shit that That's was caught on Snapchat and crackers, man. was fucking amazing, right? Aye, uh, Harkins would be a superstar on that. <laughs> Snapchat had cameras in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, what you know else what I'm talking about on then in the past 12 months, boys? What do we think? What's new? What's what? What's big? What's big? In, what's big over there now? Apart from COVID, I think we should bring up the whole fact that the Glasgow Rangers won the fifty-fifth yes! title. <laughs> what's your opinion on that, Oza? Uh, I'm an avid football fan. I don't. I don't follow football anymore. <laughs> oh, right. oh, I'm a Partick Thistle fan. I'm a Partick Thistle fan. I, I, you can probably guess by my name though which side I, I go for with a, a big Irish name like Oren though. <laughs> Aye, the Glasgow Rangers, of course. Uh, 
To so, be honest, that's probably the biggest news in Scotland, to be fair, apart from COVID, is like the Rangers winning the league in it, Scott. Aye, in all seriousness, that is like a legit big news story. Aye. Uh, so, like, we can't avoid it. We need to talk about it, I think. So, what, 55 years weird to get one? <laughs> was it? No, it was their 55th. Their 55th oh, league. Brilliant. Right, okay, right, okay. I, I picked it up wrong, oh. right, okay. So, how long did Ben one? What's that? How many years did it have been so since the one one? Why was it such a big deal though? Ten ten years really in the making, wasn't it, Scott? Ten, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got so they got relegated. For those who don't know, they got relegated. There was some sort of tax thing or something like that. I don't know the details. Um, and then it's ten years they've been gloriously climbing their way back up the leagues. <laughs> um, it all culminated and basically in Scotland, like Celtic had won like nine in a row. And 10, 10 is like a big deal. Nobody's ever done it. Nobody's ever won 10 in a row. And Rangers came came in and basically stopped 10 in a row. That was the, that's genuinely been like the big news story of, I would say, the last one to two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In my world, anyway. Like, I, I probably spend more time on Sky Sports News than actual BBC News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and true. then what, what about the aftermath? Because everyone went mad and fucking partied in Glasgow, right? And fucking ditched the COVID rules and right. Out in force, right? Seen, Scott was on BBC News. I'm sure I've seen you in George Square. <laughs> I know. I know. I, should, I knew I shouldn't have took that flair. It just draws attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy, man. But, so over there, Rosa, it's, um, how far down the pecking order is football in Australia compared to other sports like cricket and stuff, rugby? Uh, fuck, I really don't know, man, because... It's quite big. Like obviously, like I said, there's a lot of expats like from the whole UK, Ireland, Europe, you know. But I don't I don't even know what the official sport would be. And more, a lot of people would say cricket, but I don't know. I see more like grassroots soccer games being played than cricket. Um and rugby's massive here, you know. But I remember coming over here and somebody's like, oh, you better be clued up on your rugby because everyone's going to ask you about rugby. I don't think anyone has asked me about rugby in three years since I've moved here. <laughs> like, I think... I think There's a part like Aussie rules football as well, eh? Aussie rules football must laugh at soccer. Like, just... For yeah. Do you know? That's true. Like, everyone says that, you know, cricket is the, the sort of big game here, but it has to... It, like, economically, like, Aussie rules is huge. Like... It's it's probably bigger than I would say football is it over there, like for the the UK. Um, yeah, it's massive here, like huge stadiums. Um, it's quite quite a good sport actually as well. Like I don't know if you got much into it, but uh, it's kind of like a crazy sport, mate. Yeah, it's like Gaelic yeah. football and rugby in in one in one. So it's uh, crazy. All I've actually saw all I've saw of Aussie rules football is like on YouTube. You'll get like top 10 hardest tackles in Aussie real football. So I have no idea how, how the sport actually works, but I know that they uh, they, they go for each other. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty physical um, and it's pretty pretty big over here. We've got two local teams. It's like a sort of fierce rivalry. You've got the established West Coast Eagles and you got the sort of more recent team in Fremantle. Like, it's a good, good bit of rivalry, good bit of both. Um, but to be honest, like I, I kind of fell away from like watching sports and all that. Cause obviously I don't drink as much now. And I seen sports when I was big into rugby and that was a very social, like go out on the weekends thing. And it just, just doesn't fit into my lifestyle. I'm not going to pay to sit in the house and drink a diet Coke and watch. So watch uh, <laughs> the equivalent of this guy sports over here. So, um, 
it's kind of fell down my pecking order a bit. But what about this uh, this mad nonsense with the Europa Super League then this week? Oh, for fuck's sake, that's, that's mental, Scotty. That's gone huge, right? It's everywhere. Yeah. It was like, it, was, it only lasted like 72 hours, but it was mental for 72 hours. <laughs> it just all off. It was some sort of like, so it's basically UEFA and FIFA pretty much run football. And the European Super League was a thing that was getting put together by like some of the like kind of quote unquote biggest clubs in Europe. And it was meant to be like a thing to rival them. But <clears throat> the problem with it was, Correct me if I'm wrong, Irvin, I, I can't, but I, th- I think the problem with it was that it was like, it was if you were in it from the start, you like can't get relegated. So you're kind of not like staying in it based on merit or like, so it kind of, there was a bit of a question about sporting integrity and all that. And it, it was, there was, yeah, there was riots, it's like football grounds here and all that. Uh, more, I think it was, well, it's obviously more in England because it was some English clubs, but, um, but yeah, yeah no, it was, it was a, that was a mad 72 hours. That's just Plus, basically uh, 50. The ice collapse. It's basically 15 teams, right? You pick, you pick like Manchester United, Man City, Tottenham, Arsenal. It's basically the six big teams in England. Your big teams in Spain, um, Italy. 15 teams in a big league and nobody can get relegated and nobody can come in. So it's just like these 15 super teams all playing against each other and they're getting like, it was like, I think it was like six billion a year they were getting to share between them. To do that. Uh, it was crazy money. Like, so it's like it's almost like double the money you get for the Sky Sports yeah. and BT packages over in the UK. Um, yeah. They were getting crazy, crazy money offered. So clubs like Barcelona and Real Madrid, they're in like 800 million a debt, these clubs. So much in debt. So this would have cleared their debt and then allowed them to actually make money. Yeah, this yeah. deal, so it was, about, uh, it was about the elite becoming even more elite and then leaving the small guys behind, really. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a guy... There was a guy who was like the Real Madrid president was coming out and talking about like how this will save football and <clears throat> all this kind of stuff. But obviously, yeah, like I think Real Madrid like are 900 million in debt, Barcelona 1 billion in debt. But that's like, Irvin, see if you put NitroFit in debt, that's like you turn around and blaming the fitness industry. No, I, don't, I, know. I don't see to blame because you're a billion pound in debt. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Do you know what I mean? I know. You make that choice, don't you? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It is a business. Now they're talking about right, all these clubs and that. So that's that, mate. So, but that's what you're forgetting because a lot of these clubs in like the UK and that are owned by these billionaires for like Russia, Kuwait, Dubai, and all that kind of Abu Dhabi kind of stuff. That they're total businessmen. So the the, the day of the culture and football like being owned by locals and that is over now. Kinda that's kind of changing. So back in the eighties and all that. And before, like the clubs would be run by the community and all that in terms of like a local businessman would own the club and be like families and all this kind of stuff. Everybody who played for like Celtic in the 1967 team all stayed within a mile of the stadium. So you'd have to be a local community but over time as like businesses took over it's like because a lot of the fans were actually complaining about like well we're not going to support you anymore but in reality Hey guys we're back we had a very um very big technical issue there where we all, we all crashed at the same time. I'm going to blame the fact that everyone's texting me now saying that we're in a three-day lockdown. The fucking my, my computer must have just said enough of this. I'm shutting down for three days as well. Um, but we, we've talked enough about 20, 2020 into what's happening this year in 2021. So let's talk about what's to come for the rest of the year. we got about eight months left of the year. So Scott, what do you see as now gyms are opening over there and worldwide? What's the next big thing in the fitness industry or what's to come 
for you guys over there? Um, do you know what I think? I think that when we take a step back and look at it, there'll be a lot of ways in which the fitness industry has benefited. I think it's not been ideal and all the rest of it, but I think that just looking at it from a, like a coach's perspective, I think that there's been a lot of time here. I, well, I, I can only speak for myself, I suppose, like, but there's been a lot of time here to kind of go away, work on things, look at you know what you do day to day and try to make little improvements, whether it's the way in which you run things, the way you organize things, the way you do check-ins, the way you do whatever. And that's obviously, I'm just talking about that from a coach's perspective. So there's been a lot of time to go away and work on that. And I think that, I think the fitness industry more generally, will, it's probably, they've had to adapt a little bit. So now there's just going to be more options available for people different, I don't know, maybe open their eyes to different ways of training and uh, those sorts of things. So I think that, like when you take a step back overall, there will have been benefits just from having to adapt things in a lot of ways. I don't know like what's going to happen five years from now. I've never been someone who can look and predict things or whatever, but um, I think that there's, speaking from a personal point of view, and if I was to kind of predict a little bit, I think there'll be a lot of, there will actually be genuine positives to come out of it just in the way we've had to adapt and change things and improve certain things within uh, as like maybe a PT or coach, but also just the fitness industry in general. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. What are we yeah, mate, do you know what I think there? Listen, listen to Scott there. I think that the people who are going to benefit the most for this is going to be the potential clients out there. Yeah. Because I think coaches have massively improved in their service, had to improve and adapt things. And like Scott said, learn all those small intricacies that might make the service better. Because before that, now, because we've worked in like different pure gym, managed different pure gym. We all worked in the same pure gym and we know people for different gyms. We know there's a big gap difference in some in some PTs who are just treating it like a hobby and guys like us who take it a wee bit more serious. There's always been that big gap. You know, I'm not saying it's like we're the best and there's shite, but when I worked in a pure gym, there was always like two or three guys or, who were always really pushing just to try and be a busier or a better PT in some way. And then you had the kind of guys who just like the job and they love training and they love training people. And then you get the ones who just like treated it like a hobby. Yeah. It was like a wee bit of a, the first ever job and they'd never worked before and they just loved to come in and just, they, they were happy making X amount of money. They weren't really born about the service too much and that. I think that's changed now because when the pandemic, they just, everybody just got left with fuck all. You either had to adapt or just pretty much admit you failed as a PT and had to let it go. So I think the fact that all these other coaches now are probably to try to take it a bit more serious now because they had to, it's going to benefit the public because now we've got a better bunch of PTs all rising up than we did before. I think the quality is going to be better. Yeah. And do you think that COVID has weeded out some of the, the poorer PTs then who weren't delivering on service and maybe lost all their clientele? Or do you feel that yeah. coming out of this now, people will be like, I've been locked down for a year doing a shite job that I hate. I'm going to do something that I enjoy and maybe that new breed of PT is going to come through. What do you think is going to happen? Well, it's just an example that I know, and Scott will know what I'm talking about here as well. Um, somebody I work with in the business side has a PT. Um, I'm not even going to say he or she, just in case, but they, a gender pronoun there, see that, boys? <laughs> they had a coach um, for years and years and years. In the two lockdowns, the coach literally abandoned ship, big time abandoned ship. And now... That everyone's open back up. This person got a text saying, I'm ready to come back training if you're ready. <laughs> but in reality, they hadn't heard from this coach the whole time, like nothing. And this coach is now my business mentee has now moved on to another coach um, who's obviously delivering a better service. 
and just say to this coach, look, I've been getting help off somebody else. I was struggling through lockdown. You were under there for me kind of thing. So the guys like that who, who disappeared in the lockdown and then think they can just show up and say, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. I think they can fuck off. That's the only people I'm going to slag. No people who are lacking ability yet or haven't developed yet or haven't got the skill set yet because we all started somewhere. The ones that hid away and decided just to come back when fucking things were changing, they can fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. I think, uh, I think uh, like, it depends. I think it comes down to why you do it. Like, I think if you get into it because you want to help people, that doesn't change if they're at home or whatever. But I yeah. think if, if your reason for doing it was just because it was like a nice, easy way, way to kind of earn a few quid and, you know, it's kind of a bit of a laugh being on the gym floor or whatever. As soon as that gets taken away, you're going to be like, oh, well, it like a bit of a holiday, I'll take a bit of time off here, whatever. Whereas if your driver is still helping people, helping people see progress, and if you attach a lot of like your reason for doing it to those sorts of things, like you can still 100% continue to do that. And that's probably one of the big things, I think, for just people in general um, to come out of all this um, has been like just how much you can still do like without a gym. And I, and I yep. think, like, obviously, I think gyms are, like, incredible places. I think that people benefit in so many ways. I, I was talking about this on social media the other day, actually. People benefit from it in so many ways, mentally, physically, going into that environment, an environment that's specifically designed for you to go in there and better yourself in some way. There's huge benefits, but there's still a lot you can do outside of it. And sometimes there are people who maybe are going to the gym for a long time, they've got these goals, and they're just not getting any progress. And maybe there's, like, an over-reliance on the gym without looking into things like, you know, maybe they could dial in their nutrition more and, you know, sleep and stress management and general activity levels just in their day-to-day outside of that. And I think that you've kind of been forced into this little experiment to just to see how much can you actually do with that? Like, how much can you do without the gym? And it turns out you can achieve a lot without it. So gyms are like an incredible place and an incredible environment, but kind of looking into all those other things as well, I think that a lot of people will have potentially looked at other areas of their life and being like, yeah, maybe I could focus a bit more on that and do a bit more with that and do a bit more with this and maybe a benefit even that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And do we think anything's going to come out where it's going to be the, the big gimmick? What's what's the big gimmick that you see coming? Let's finish on this one where like, I'm personally seeing a lot of Peloton coming out with these home exercises. I was thinking Peloton. A grand, a grand and a half, maybe more. I'm not even sure how much the cost, but everyone seems to be buying them now for training at home. You guys can see my exercise bike in the background here. It doesn't get fucking used. (laughs) Things will be an expensive clothes hanger or what? We'll find out, man. I think it's the same as anything. I think the gym could be an expensive um, habit you don't use either. And a Peloton bike could be the same thing. So it all depends on individual people, mate. Um, If somebody's using a Peloton to a full potential and it's doing well for them, then fucking brilliant. They've found something they love doing. That's the thing in it. You just want to find something you love doing. I hate and people always laugh when I say this, I hate lifting weights. It's purely the most boring form of training you can get, in my opinion. Bench press <laughs> and fucking all that push. I hate it. I know it's good for me, and that's why I do it. I do it as, like, the same way I brush my teeth, or I get a shower. I just know it's good for me in the long term. That's why I do it. But I prefer, like, fighting-style cardio stuff to train, or football training. I like sport or competing kind of stuff. That's my favourite when, when I'm training, I'm in the zone. Some of these people love these mad bikes. Yeah. See these Pelotons and that. Some people love that shit, mate. Um, I don't think it's going to be an expensive habit because I think if you've bought a bike for, like, say, 200 quid for Argos, right, it's just left there. I think if you're paying a £1,000 for something, mm-hmm. unless you've got shitloads of money, 
then it'll probably get used or sold on. Yeah. But the main point, mate, is like if somebody loves fucking Peloton, jump on, get a sore ass for a few years, and then see you later, as long as they're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That was a soundbite, fuck's sake. Jump on, get a sore ass for a few years. Jump on, get a sore ass for a few years. No, I think, I think, um, I, I do, I think for the most part, like I think a lot of people are just looking forward to going back into the gym and they will have bought stuff to do them in the meantime. And there will be a lot of that stuff will just get sold on Facebook or whatever. But uh, again, like if, if someone during this maybe thought, you know what, I need to look after myself a wee bit more and they've now got a bike in the gaff that they're going to jump on for 20 minutes every morning, something they would never have done before, then you'd have to say they've benefited. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Like it's whether or not, like I think there would have been a lot of things they would have changed to suit this, the situation of the pandemic. And when things sort of come away from that situation and the situation changes, like anything, you know, things will change around that. And there'll be some things that were going on during the, the you know, lockdowns and stuff like that that just won't continue any further, um, even if they kind of try to kind of keep pushing it because people will kind of start to change their habits and routines and what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. But I suppose, you, like I said, like some people will have benefited from it just by trying different things and maybe finding something they genuinely enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I think overall, Lauren, I think overall, mate, in a grand scheme of things, if you can get enough data on it, I think any gyms will take some sort of hit as a whole, as a percentage. So if you looked at gym goers all over the UK for your, say, like your Virgin Actors, your Pure Gyms, your David Lloyds, if they can do a survey in the next year to see if the percentage of people, even if it's just small, 5 10%, less now go to the gym I think it's because people like Scott said have found a way they can train without the gym yeah. not going to be a massive people are, going to, people are going to rush back to the gyms mate like we're not going to have any issues Scott's not going to have any issues you're not going to have any issues PTs are not going to have issues with gyms I don't believe that I think there'll be a small percentage of people who have now found a, found a way to train without the gym so I think if anything gyms as a whole would probably just take a tight you'll just see a wee percentage drop in people who think they need to go to a gym now because they've found a way yeah, just like a lot of coaches have found a way to build their own wee gym so a lot of personal trainers won't be going back to gyms because they built a wee garage gym and stuff like that I already know a few of them who just built their own wee garage and they've literally just put kit in it and they're like I'm just going to start training people here so I don't have to pay the gym the rent and that's fine like there's two sides to that because if you're in a gym with 5,000 members unless your social media skills are dynamite then you're probably better being in the gym so you can get fucking there's members everywhere it's the perfect place to be if your social media skills are dynamite then you can attract people to your garage yeah, yeah. So there's pros and cons, but I think a lot of these coaches now have just went, fuck, I need to still train my clients somewhere. Or I'm going to build a wee gym here or there or a garage. Or, and it's just like, do you know what? Actually, this is working really well for me. I've just done that there. Yeah. It's fair play. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So we've covered a lot, boys. Like we've covered, we've had the crack. We just chatted a lot of shit and then we brought it back quite serious. And that's kind of what I wanted with this anniversary episode. Just a bit of fun. If anyone's still listening, I commend you because we talked through an awful lot of different <laughs> bad topics like Royals, soccer. We talked about fucking Kobe Bryant. Yes, Mike, yes. When Michael Jackson died. We've talked about everything here. Uh, so you've made it to We never actually end. really found out when he died, mate. Can we find out someday quickly on the phones when Michael Jackson died? Because I think you were about 10 years off. Oh, no, absolutely. I've only taken the piss. I'm pretty know. sure it was like... I, I remember where I was. I was at uni or so. I was on a bus coming back up to Newquay. Uh, I was on a mad like weekend away with mates for uni. I remember that. So that was ages ago. I think I was in Spain. 2009. 2009. Ah, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Hectic. Hectic. <laughs> 
Well, at least now everyone knows if they made through the debate, the big reveal at the end is Michael Jackson died in 2009. That's going to be the big, the big drop <laughs> at the end of this. But thanks for coming on, boys. It's been, we had our technical issues, but it's been exactly what I wanted. Just a bit, of, a bit of a laugh for this one before we get serious on season two. So thank you, boys. If you are looking to follow Scott and Chris, Chris is at NitroFit and Scott is at Scott Simpson Personal Training. Um, give them a follow, tag them if you like this for something different. Let us know, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Warren, big man, well done for your year of commitment to the fucking podcast, mate. Thank you, bro. Thank you. We got there. Good, man. Cheers, lads. Thanks, boys. Thanks for listening to The O Show with your host, Oren McCory. If you liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and share this on your social media. We'll see you on the next episode for more no-nonsense advice to help you supercharge your efforts in the gym, in the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. See you then.